are all listening to Castles and Cryptids, where the castles are haunted and the cryptids are cryptic as fuck. <laughs> and we, the hosts, are Canadian AF, and I am Alana. I'm Kelsey. <laughs> I'm making her look for things on the drive because I have a fun, fascinating fact from the... Was it from the internet? I definitely learned it this week, but I can't remember if I originally heard it maybe from something Pat was playing on TV because he watches a lot of D&D videos go figure mm. lately <laughs> yeah so there's a picture on the drive that was a tweet that somebody posted about how the um, Golden Girls the characters from the Golden Girls uh, were the inspiration for the like the D- the ultimate D&D perfect adventuring party <laughs> Really? <laughs> when the guys first made like made it in the eighties. Okay. Oh I'll my pull it god. Up. Hang on. I have. Oh yeah, I had a Reddit post up about it. Yeah. The, I want to be. Three... I never watched Golden <laughs> Girls, but I want to be Betty White. But like character. Her character was amazing. I also read that originally, she was gonna be. Blanche is Blanche or whatever. Like they were switched. Like she was going to be the slutty one or something. The, mm. the lady that plays Blanche was going to be the ditzy one. But then they they wanted to switch it at the last minute because apparently, I think they said Betty White played a similar character on a different show she'd just been on, possibly Mary Tyler Moore. I don't know. I was like, mm. oh, weird. Um, this funny show. I just find it funny that they say, like, started when they started, they were not that old, actually. They were. Yeah. They. I don't think any of them were super old. In fact, or something. Well, the lady that plays the mother of the main girl, Dorothy, like the lady that plays Sophia, they said she was one year younger than the daughter, than her daughter. That was the lady that was playing her daughter. (gasps) (laughs) And they had to, like, do makeup to make her look older especially after she went and got a facelift (laughs) jeez I may have gone down a little bit of a rabbit hole no (laughs) um but yeah I learned that and then it said like it was from a tweet somebody put um during the development of AD&D 2E in the 1980s which was just the first version of Dungeons and Dragons the Golden Girls served as the template for the ideal adventuring party. <laughs> um, and that's because anybody that plays knows you can be any of the different classes. Like, you can be a warrior. I, my character is, like, a druid because, of course, I'm obsessed with stone circles and nature and crap. Why wouldn't I be a druid? Yeah. Um, so Dorothy is supposed to be, she would be a warrior. Rose would be a cleric. So they're, like, think like clergy like they're like get their power from their deity or whatever um and then Sophia the mom would be a wizard and Blanche would be a rogue of course (laughs) (laughs) which nice yeah that's what Pat's character is a rogue slash a ranger so you can be multiple classes too it's very uh, co- like kind of complicated but I think that's why people like it just like almost like the original um uh, what is it when people like kind of dress up 
all of LARPing. their favorite fandom. Yeah, like LARPing and cosplaying. It, and it's like, you know, you get to dress up your character the way you want. And, you know, yeah. like playing Sims or whatever. <laughs> you get to be something that maybe you couldn't be otherwise. But it's fun. Anyway. Nice. That's my intro fact. <laughs> nothing to do with our topic at hand no uh so happy saint patrick's day everybody <laughs> you're listening right. to this on saint patty's <laughs> hope you're having a good time and drinking some good green beer or whatever is probably just some good irish beer yeah Be a better option <laughs> than drinking crap with you know the, what is it, the food coloring in it yeah, I'm sure it's just terrible <laughs> food coloring. Yeah, not a great tradition. Don't know who came up with that. <laughs> we'll talk about it. I do know. Oh, God. Yeah. A teaser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a sneaky peeky. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, yes, this comes out. Hopefully it's warmer this week as we're from when we're recording this. But it's it's good week. Spring. It's St. Patty's. It's just. My birthday week. It's happy Pisces yeah. season. Good times. <laughs> All the clocks sprung ahead. Hopefully nobody's oh. sleep deprived. It doesn't Annoying. look like spring out our yeah. windows right now because March came no. in like a, a lion here in <laughs> Alberta. <Yeah. laughs> or at least in Edmonton. <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty cold. And it's like a little snowy when it's not cold. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, it keeps snowing just like a centimeter a day. Just like whispers of snow every day. We really haven't had any all winter. It's weird. I don't get it. Yeah, but not too much. Welcome to the we bitch about weather section because I'm 95. <laughs> <laughs> my, my bones ache. <laughs> I went outside today and then the dog was like rolling in the snow. Fen's just like loving it. He's Aww. like, hey mom, look at me. I'm rolling around That's in the cute. snow. You're outside with me. He loves it when anyone goes out in the backyard with him. Also, Aww. he had gone for his adventure today. His, <laughs> his pat was too busy playing video games. I should have taken him, but I was too busy. I had to run yeah. to the store. Then I had to finish notes. Guys. Yeah podcasting is hard okay <laughs> it's a lot of work <laughs> oh clearly my calendar is just brimming this is the most you know that's the most busy i ever get i have a podcast and i do D D every couple weeks <laughs> right it's my life <laughs> it's fine we're kind of homebodies <laughs> yeah i am too yeah I will get outside once it gets freaking nicer out there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. For some walks. <laughs> Anywho, we hope you're all doing well wherever the hell you are. Oh, my sister went on a trip. She was in. She's in Europe still, possibly now, doing a little touri tour of her own. Took a little. Cool. Well, my brother. I thought he said she was on like a boat tour, and so I was like, Are you like? doing like a river cruise 
And she was like, well, I did like an evening cruise and stuff. So I was like, oh, mm. evening That'd cruise to cool. the Danube. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I like all the lights. Good. It's my favorite thing about flying at night is seeing all the beautiful lights underneath you. Yeah. that can You can beautiful. watch the little cars and you can see the street lights. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So she's probably having a good time. Fun. She's still listening. So that's all that matters. No. <laughs> Tell everyone you meet in Europe about the podcast. Yes, it's a requirement. (laughs) Oh, and if you are frequent listeners, please drop us a rating. I'm still waiting to Mm -hmm. see more than like the 11. Because it like will tell you how many Spotify ratings your rating is based on. (laughs) And ours was like, not very many. I told Pat to do it. I said, I'm still only at 11 ratings. And he's like, okay, I'm going to write your show. Give us a rating if you like us. We have quite a few people that have subscribed that Spotify let us know like, about. Yeah, they tell you how many people are following you now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is cool because we didn't have that before. So thank you, everybody that's following us. Mm-hmm. We like, we like. If you're new mm-hmm. here, welcome. And we talk about all the weird and yeah. today we're talking about all the weird in Ireland, if we didn't say that already. Well, all, we're doing lore and legends again, because we'd love to do some good lores and lore and Yeah, legend. there's been a lot this month. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed it. It's kind of... I like it. I like the Celtic theme. <laughs> yeah. I hope, of course I loved Scottish crimes, if you guys yeah. know me. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> but, that was fun. Um, and then, well, we're going to have some other fun stuff coming at you here and Mm -hmm. on Patreon, of course, but (laughs) yeah, well, we'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, Kelsey's probably going to kick us off, but it's going to be good. As always. I think there's only been been like one episode where I didn't (laughs) go first. I don't know. I like to take turns sometimes. Maybe we will start. You guys maybe could let us know if you like something yeah. different. <laughs> you could talk to us about anything. Talk to me on Instagram. Let me know you exist and you're not just, just a Just say hi. Where are these downloads coming from? I don't know who these people are. <laughs> right? So, I have uh, two things for my segment. My first one uh, in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. For it being St. Patrick's Day, I, of course, had to talk about leprechauns. Which That's a big one. It's <laughs> kind of I mean... stereotypical of me, actually. After I finished my research, I was like, oh, I kind of have, don't really have anything to do with each other. But <laughs> in, like, North America, okay. we've very much put them hand in hand now. Right. The commercialized... St. Patrick's mm-hmm. Day, you know, buy yeah. your green beer and your whatever. I don't know. What else do people still do? Once I had like, it was almost like a Mardi Gras necklace and yeah. then I had a little Irish, well, I had a green like mug on the end of it, plastic with like a little shamrock or whatever. Cute. I mean, it's just, but yeah, it's super over commercialized and like, I don't mm-hmm. even know if I know anything about like the real legends of leprechauns and stuff. I so didn't. I probably thought I did, but <laughs> yeah, I didn't. So 
looking into this was kind nice. of <laughs> enlightening and I enjoyed it. Uh, one of the things I came across that said that actually according to a 2011 survey that was done by the Cooley Distillery. So, oh, nice. <laughs> Distillery. Yeah, it said in 2011 that 33% of Irish people did think that leprechauns were real. Uh, Ooh, that's a Yeah, this was, yeah. (laughs) And while they did comment on the fact that ghosts and aliens, their belief are also fairly common, that in Ireland, two-thirds of people say they don't believe in leprechauns, even if they do believe in, like, ghosts and aliens. Okay, so yeah. some people just believe in certain paranormal creatures, mm-hmm. but not necessarily leprechauns. Yeah, <laughs> and then they also said in their study, they found that 55% said that they believe uh, that leprechauns did exist in the past. So over half of mm. them, people surveyed, even so a third of them believed they're real, and even more, 55% of them said that they definitely believe they existed in the past. Yeah, that's kind of like a lot of people I have heard and I don't know, believe that about like dragons and things like that, just because we have so many, so much evidence of them. So I can get behind that. Yeah. So some folk traditions say that leprechauns are descended from the uh, Tatha Danan. Oh. Nailed it. I don't know. Did I? I'm like, I have no idea. No idea. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't Perhaps. I didn't look up I didn't look up any other pronunciations. Oh, no. ah, Kelsey never look up how to say. <laughs> no, just kidding. I often don't have time to do that either. Yeah. Um, so these people uh were in every site seemed to go back and forth. Um, some sites said that they came to Ireland and they conquered and they were conquering and then lost and were forced underground. But the original source I read said that they were in Ireland and they were conquered by Malaysians that came to Ireland and that the Malaysians forced the Chulatha Danan underground. And that's where leprechauns came from, like, because they're kind of underground dwellers. But they lived above ground before that. That is odd. Yeah. Like, well, that they were like regular wild. people. They were like a race of people. And then when they were forced underground, they, I guess, like evolved or changed. Damn. That's an interesting mm-hmm. theory or whatever. It comes up and it came up in almost every source. Oh, okay. uh, As being one okay. of the options. So it is fairly popular, I guess, for explanation. And some origin story. <laughs> yeah. Some also consider leprechauns to be the true natives of Ireland and believe that they are descended from Irish royalty. Ooh. Fancy mm-hmm. pants. <laughs> yeah. They're also said to be able to survive each of them for hundreds of years. So they could be very, very old. Oh, damn. Almost immortal. Mm-hmm. Like, elves yeah. are often... You know, depicted that way. Yeah, they have a lot in common, like elves, pixies, sprites, kind of in that family of creatures, I guess. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Uh, A good explanation for, because you love etymology, 
Uh, <laughs> busted. No. <laughs> From good old mythos.fandom.com. Keeps coming up like every week now. The most reputable source. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. It's basically Wikipedia for creatures. <laughs> but. Uh, All the good it cryptic said, podcasters should know it. <laughs> yeah. It said that the word leprechaun is derived from the Irish Gaelic word leprechaun. It's basically okay. leprechaun with like a crazy spelling. And it's defined. Possible different pronunciation. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's defined as a pygmy, a, sp- a sprite, or a leprechaun. Great. Okay. Yeah. A little dude. <laughs> yeah, we define leprechaun as a leprechaun. Uh, <laughs> Helpful, no. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, and then by Patrick Deneen, the Irish historian, lexicographer, and Gaelic revivalist. Holy um, shit, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was Get his it. definition. Uh, I don't further... know what the fuck a lexicographer is, but I like it. it I know, like lexicographer. It's got to be something with like lexicon, so like word, word graph. Lexicographer. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, what is a lexicographer? (laughs) We're just gonna keep saying it. (laughs) A person who compiles. Sorry, a person who compiles dictionaries. Oh. Hmm. A word nerd. I mean a. A word. Love it. Um, <laughs> it said further derivi- derivation. Yeah, okay. D- derivation. Uh, yeah. I was like, I did not type this, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't they have just said it derives from? <laughs> right? Uh, it's but he's unknown. a word nerd, so yeah. he can't. <laughs> uh yeah, it's unknown, and the word may be a corruption of lacropan, Middle Irish, Ooh. from the Old Irish leucopan, which is a compound of the root lu, meaning small, and corp, meaning body. So, like, small body. Oh, wow. And... So, like, very straight <laughs> um, yeah. translation, almost. Small All body. of these are. Yeah. Like... Hmm. The latter is derived from the Latin word meaning corpus, body, and the alter alternative folk etymology proposes leprechaun is derived from Leithbragen, which is a compound of leith meaning half and brog meaning brogue. Uh, linking it it's to the shoemaker. Yeah, like basically Lannister. Yeah. Uh, I think <laughs> brog or brogue has to do with this because it says that that word links it to the shoemaking profession of leprechauns, um, which is oh fairly my common. God. Yeah, so it's it's half shoe or half shoemaker, I guess. Oh my gosh! Uh, Alternatives. <laughs> yeah, alternative spellings in English have included lubrican, leprechaun, <laughs> and lep. Just leprechaun, but this time L E P R E E H A W N. Leprechaun. T W. Oh, that first yeah. one um, sounded like a type of lubricant or something. I know, it's L U B R I C A N. 
Lubricant. <laughs> like, it's literally like lubricant without the T. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right, leprechauns. All right, we see you. <laughs> some modern Irish books use the spelling. Uh, I don't know if it would be a leoprechaun. Uh, oh, I think fun. that was. <laughs> I think that's the one that they use for Gaelic. Okay. Um, oh, slightly different. A slightly different spelling from the Gaelic one. Um, I had some Irish Gaelic come up in mind, but then they said it's also just called Irish sometimes. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm learning so much. <laughs> right. Every, every day. <laughs> uh, as we kind of talked about, they're similar creatures. They can be... Um, not the same, but their similar creatures include brownies. Oh, the, yeah. There's some of those the, in Willow. They're really funny creatures. <laughs> they're like these tiny, tiny animals. Yeah, they're normally very, very small. The brownies. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Clorocon. Clorocon. Oh. Yeah. I think they the come up now? again later. <laughs> Say what? Uh, elves, there's Elilon, uh, Hob and Hobgoblins, there's Kobolds. Have a good Hobgoblin. Yeah. Have to there was some them. corn. Sorry, <laughs> quick anecdote. There was some corn uh, creatures they were fighting in this uh, D&D thing I was watching on YouTube. And they started calling them corn cuties, even though they're supposed to be <laughs> fearsome. They were like pretty adorable and then in the comments somebody was like why didn't they go with cob goblin like it was right there because <laughs> oh, cob goblin like goblin does not denote that they're cute no he didn't want them to be cute the dm he didn't intend them to be cute but then the players were oh. all like they're so adorable yeah <laughs> it was it was kind of backfiring Ugh. <laughs> Uh, other ones include the Cabalds, Sprite, Genies, and Pixies. Pixies? <laughs> In Irish mythology, the leprechaun is a fairy-like creature, often mischievous, and typically spend their time making shoes or hiding away their coins in hidden pots of gold at the end of rainbows, which we all know. Oh my god. Was. That's all they do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're believed to be solitary creatures. Their pots of gold are said to be treasure, treasure crocs, actually, that were buried by people during the wars. Um, oh, so they kind of, like, okay. hide their money so that during the war it can't be confiscated. Yeah, like, if your town's gonna be invaded, then you might be like, go bury the silver. (laughs) Yeah. British are coming. (laughs) So, yeah, that's what they say these pots of gold are said to be, Hmm. that leprechauns find them after the war, and they kind of take them over for their own. And according to, I think I have them later. I don't know, this guy seems to know a lot about leprechauns, but they never say his first name. Uh, it just I kept have a saying. Little pot a... of gold. Aww. We did a little craft at work one <laughs> year. It's a little. 
It's a little plastic cauldron filled with <laughs> fake gold coins. Cute. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know who this guy is. They never say his first name and they never say like why he keeps getting quoted in stuff. But Oh, okay. <laughs> according Mystery to Mystery Man. <laughs> Mick the leprechaun is said is the son of an evil spirit and a degenerate fairy and is not wholly good nor wholly evil. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you watch out for those. Yeah. Yeah. Degen fairies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, leprechauns are said to be only found in Ireland, typically in rural areas away from general population. They're said to live in underground caves with their entrances disguised as rabbit holes. <gasps> Which is cute. Love and... to fall down a good rabbit hole. Uh, and they can also be found living inside the hollowed out trunk of a fairy tree. Oh, like when you see people paint little fairy doors on the side of a tree. Yeah. So cute. Yeah. Uh, they're also well known for their love of Irish music and traditional dance. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as I briefly mentioned before, they're known for making shoes, and some, but a few things I read said this is in part because of their love of dancing actually wears out their shoes so much, because they'll dance until their shoes wear out, so that's why they have to repair them constantly, because they just love dancing oh, no. so much. Yeah. Are they sure they're not being afflicted with a <laughs> dancing plague? <laughs> you know, right? when people just can't stop. <laughs> I guess. That's what I thought of, too, when I was reading that. Right? That's intense. <laughs> they say if you're out in a rural area and you hear a tap, 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 it may just be the sound of a leprechaun hammering nails into the soles of their shoes. And, like, repairing them. Oh, okay, just to repair them. Yeah. I was like, but why for? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, just love putting nails in my own shoes. <laughs> um, oh, from Wikipedia, this is in McAnally's 1888 account. Again, don't know who this guy is. It said the, he said that the leprechaun <laughs> was not. Yeah, I don't know. Said that the leprechaun is not a professional cobbler, but was frequently seen mending his own shoes as, quote, he runs about. He runs about so much that he wears them out with great frequency. And <laughs> he runs amok. <laughs> yeah. This is, he claims, the perfect opportunity for a human being to capture the leprechaun. Like when they're mending their shoes and probably distracted. Aww. And refusing to release him until the leprechaun gives his captor supernatural wealth. Damn. Drives a hard bargain. <laughs> right? Uh, this one I didn't know really where to put it, but uh, <laughs> there is a misconception that leprechauns are drunks and that are sometimes mistaken for clericons, which I think I've mentioned before. Um, oh. I didn't look into it more, but it, one source just quickly said that clericons are drunken creatures that who love to cause chaos around Ireland during the night. You know, good old like drunken shenanigans. 
I mean, I would expect any kind of trickster sort of yeah type being or even leaning being to be a little bit promiscuous, but maybe that's just stems from the whole like there's kind of a stereotype about Irish people being drugs, which is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. It's all racism and whatnot. <laughs> my um, next section I have is basically about like their attire and what they look like. Which was pretty interesting. <laughs> leprechauns usually <laughs> leprechauns usually take the appearance of an old man with a red or white beard. Never okay, heard yeah. of one? Oh, I guess yeah, red, a good old like redhead beard. Yeah. First, yeah, I was like a like... red beard. <laughs> what? But. No, that sounds about right. That sounds normal. <laughs> yeah. They're typically dressed in red or a green coat, which we'll get to. There's a lot of stuff about the color that they wear. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Popular. I'm just depict- picturing, like, you know, the fighting Irish. It's some yeah. sports team or something. And they're looking we'll like, Yeah. Okay. I was like, that's all <laughs> I can picture. <laughs> Uh, popular depictions show them as being the size of a small child with a beard and a hat and sitting on a toadstool. However, oh, okay, I love it. However, I, know. I was like, that seems demeaning somehow. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> just put them on a toadstool. Uh, what do they care? They're little. <laughs> depending where the leprechaun story is from, they originally had several different appearances. Before the 20th century, they almost exclusively wore red instead of green. And yeah, according to W.B. Yeats, is it Yeats? Yeats? Yeats! Right. Yeats. Looks weird. Yeah. The solitary leprechauns were said to wear red jackets while the trooping fairies wear green. <clears throat> oh, okay they're like two different yeah. little factions or whatever <laughs> two little <Yeah>. gangs <laughs> uh their jackets are said to have seven rows of seven buttons each and oh in ulster they're said they're oh when they are being mischievous they can leap onto the wall and they they wear a pie corn pea corn hat and they're so when they're being mischievous yeah huh i don't know if i've heard of that i've heard of tricorn (laughs) yeah no Uh, it said when they're being mischievous they jump onto the wall and they spin on the point of the hat like upside down with their feet in the air (laughs) just in ulster though nowhere else only there like a turtle um, or a Bowser that's tipped over onto yeah. his back. Like that's how you have to kill some of the Bowser bosses. They have to get yeah. onto their back so you can spin them. <laughs> that's the only yeah. way you can hit them. <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> uh, oh, the these next are from the mythusfandom.com again. Because these were like quotes about some of the different attire depending on yes. where you live. Uh, mm. According, these are all... Uh, why were they separate? This is so stupid. It's from the same guy. According to Mick and Annalie, again, we just love him. Uh, quote, 
Uh, he is about three feet high and is dressed in a little red jacket or roundabout with red breeches oh. buckled at the knee, gray or black stockings, and a hat cocked in the style of a century ago, century ago over a little mm-hmm. old withered face. Yeah, it is very like, yeah, of that certain time where they wore it, mm-hmm. the, the breeches or the breeches and you're like, oh. Especially the next sentence. Round his neck is an Elizabethan ruff and frills of lace are at his wrists. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Like the whole Shakespeare yeah. collar deal. Okay. Elizabethan ruff. <laughs> I do like that. I like to to play with my dog's ruff. I call it his ruff. Yeah. Take off his like collar. Like when you let Akitas mm. go without a collar, their hair just, their fur is just like this magnificent mane of... <laughs> Yeah. yeah it's beautiful <laughs> uh the quote continues saying on the wild west coast where the atlantic winds bring almost constant rains he dispenses with the rough and frills and wears a oh, frizzy frizzy coat over his <laughs> pretty red suit so that unless oh. on the lookout for the cocked hat ye might pass a leprechaun on the road and never know it's himself that's in it at all. Oh, that's not the wild, wild west I was picturing. Going to the wild, wild west. I was like, wait, we're on the west coast, so like, you know? Yeah. And like Atlantic winds. And I'm like, oh yeah, we're in Ireland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and then this one, this one had different ones. It was <laughs> more like town based, I guess. Uh, from the same guy, Mick Gannelly, uh, said there was differences between leprechauns or loghermans. Who's it? Okay. Loghermans. From different regions, the northern leprechaun wore a military red coat and white breeches with a broad-brimmed high-pointed hat on which he would sometimes stand upside down. Uh, right. On his head. Yeah. Without the spinning. Without the spinning this time. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm just trying to keep up. <laughs> right? I'm like, this is so weird. The There's lurid... a lot of acrobatics going on, like some Cirque du Soleil shit. I don't, yeah. I don't really know, but I, I kind of love it. <laughs> the Lurica Downey of Tipperary wore an antique mm. slash jacket of red with peaks all around and a jockey cap. Also sporting a sword, which he uses as a magic wand. <laughs> um, a sword as a wand. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no further explanation given. <laughs> no, none. And a magic wand or a sword is never brought up again. Um, I mean that would be handy, you know, because you get the yeah. sword end for the for the the pointy end for the stab end. Yeah. <laughs> But then it's also magical. <laughs> the Blura County. Oh, the but county then it names. Just, They're so hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lura County. But then there's just of and then a Wikipedia like link that says Wikipedia slash okay. Carrie Carrie. So I don't know if it's supposed to be of Carrie Carrie because there's no other oh. word there. So I think they just fucked up on their hyperlink. Um, I think it's oh, supposed that's to be the confusing. Lura County of Kerry Kerry, 
was a fat, pursy little fellow whose jolly round <laughs> face rivals in redness the cutaway jacket he wears. Uh, that oh. always has seven rows of seven buttons in each row. Yeah, that's a lot of buttons. <laughs> yeah. The Clara County of Monaghan wore a swallow-tailed evening coat of red with a green vest, white breeches, and black stockings, shiny shoes, and a long cone hat without a brim, sometimes used as a weapon. <laughs> These guys are Jason Bourne. They can use a hat. They can use whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's what they had for, like, more detailed descriptions. Many believe that the change in their clothing color from red to green may be either due to the general popularity of green in Ireland that has a lot or partly to do with the prominence of green on the Irish flag as well as the name Emerald Isle. There's a whole green theme. Yeah, there's a lot of green. (laughs) It's beautiful. Uh, Catching a leprechaun is not easy and often discouraged. They can be smart and very quick and possess magical powers that allow them to vanish into thin air. And... It'd be hard then. Yeah. <laughs> to catch if, one. If caught, they will grant you three wishes, but be careful because making the wrong wish could result in a lifetime of bad luck. Ooh, careful and... what you wish for. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> the first known reference of them appears in the medieval tale, Adventure of Fergus's son. Fergus son. Fergus. Oh, sorry. Adventures. Jamie's son is Fergus. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Adventure of Fergus son of Letty, in which Fergus, the king of Ulster falls asleep on a beach only to wake up while he is being dragged into the sea by three leprechauns and he's able to capture them somehow while he's being dragged into the sea and is able or and is granted three wishes in exchange for his release so he's somehow able to capture them well i was thinking they're tiny how are they dragging him right yeah like there's like three little guys just like pulling on your pant legs (laughs) i guess while he was asleep um i guess that would help but still yeah he wakes up he's like what the fuck and flings them off (laughs) yeah uh oh this one i also didn't know where to put it this is almost the end for leprechauns it said there's also said to be no female leprechauns yeah, you never do see any girls. It's like yeah. the Smurfs. They only got... Wait, there's just one Smurf. There's Smurfette. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is with leprechauns. There's one <laughs> female oh, leprechaun God. somewhere. Feel like bad a for her. Mother. <laughs> yeah, right? So gross. Uh, oh, we mentioned a few of them. So in popular culture, there's many films, cartoons, and advertising for companies that have created a very specific image of leprechauns, which is often very stereotypical and often can be derogatory yeah. <laughs> compared to like this Irish folklore we've kind of talked about. There's sure. a lot more to it um, if people want to look it up. Oh, yeah. Uh, bands have used them as inspiration. They've also been used by some huge companies. Uh, the ones that were listed most often were Lucky the Leprechaun, 
being the mascot of Lucky Charms cereal. Okay. His name is yeah. Lucky? All right. Yeah, his name is Lucky. He's not okay. the only Lucky the Leprechaun even in this list. Get this. Get this. We have some in our cupboard and it's not for the teenage daughter. No, no. Pat buys the Lucky Charms. There's not I like Lucky Charms. <laughs> I also I love Trick cereal and they tricks are for kids. Oh. It's, it's like their slogan. <laughs> Not okay, like you said, like rabbit. Captain Crunch. I mm, mean, yeah. I don't mind a good, you know, mash or whatever. But like, Rain doesn't like the the fake marshmallows. She doesn't even like them in her hot chocolate. And actually, when I had a bowl of the uh, Lucky Charms, I was like, I don't know if I like the texture of these very much anymore. Like, there was just so many in it too. Uh, I was like, they have unicorns. Well, maybe they are. I said unicorns. I don't know, but. <laughs> There's like rainbows, there was... there's pots of gold, there's clouds. Okay. Yeah, there's horseshoes. Yeah. yeah. It, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. I might be growing out of them. <laughs> uh, I still like them, and I was complaining there isn't enough marshmallows. So. <laughs> Come have a bowl. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, so the next one is the Notre Dame Leprechaun is the mascot of the fighting Irish sports team at the Notre Dame University. Uh, yeah, about, the yeah. fists up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Boston Celtics logo features Lucky the Leprechaun as their mascot. Lucky Charms. Uh, oh. Yeah, he's also Lucky the so Leprechaun. That's his name. It's always, it's always Lucky. Yeah. Come on, guys. Um, <laughs> And professional wrestler Dylan Mark Postal, I don't know if you know, competed and appeared as Hornswoggle, a leprechaun who lived under the ring for the majority of his WWE tenure. Oh, I know the name Hornswoggle when you say that. Hornswoggle. Yeah, he would pop out from under the thing. Oh, God. I think he was a little person. Oh, I love the name Hornswoggle. That's a great name. (laughs) The one other ones I know that did that was the Bella Twins because sometimes they would do mm. twin magic where one would be fighting and then the other one would hide under the under the ring and then they'd come out and like be like bam you know like um, sucker punch yeah oh my god weird okay <laughs> horn swaggle yeah I should have looked up I had no pictures for you for the drive sorry I was I like she knows what leprechauns look like. <laughs> the stereotypical version that's good enough yeah that guy is yeah he's a little person wrestler he's only mm. four foot five nice it's cool uh, Dylan Mark Postal uh <laughs> and the 1993 American horror slasher film Leprechaun and its sequels which I think I've seen two of including a one I watched last this week actually nice. after i picked this as my case i was on was it on netflix or it was on like plex that i'm using to watch stuff but it was like leprechaun okay. origins or the origin yes. story and i was like right. yes i was like it's the <laughs> lowest rated of the whole series it's the only one i want to watch <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, but the original is pretty well I, liked i think yeah Isn't that the one with like jennifer aniston I think, she's I, I think so. I've never seen that one. I want to. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> you just but, watched number three? <laughs> I think I watched number six. There was a lot that came up. 
I watched. Oh, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's like the I watched the last one. The 2010s. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, oh, and so, it's Warwick Davis. Okay. He's yeah. funny, though. He's like my favorite. So the sequels and everything, these movies feature a killer leprechaun portrayed by Warwick Davis, uh, okay. which is cool. Uh, yeah, if you're going to have to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want to watch more of them, especially the first few that are, are well rated, I guess. Uh, <laughs> How was the other one? <laughs> I watched it in the morning while I was getting ready for work. So honestly, I think I was looking at the screen for like a third of the time. It wasn't terrible, but I'd say it was decent. I'd call it like a B-rated like horror movie. I mean, it wasn't anything worse than like half of the kind of meh movies. Like, um, yeah, maybe maybe it would have been a little different in the theater, but maybe maybe it still would have been a little. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're ever in Dublin, you can go to the National Leprechaun Museum. Ooh, I want to. But I tried to get a picture of it, and I think I got one of the outside, but all I could really find is apparently there's a giant chair you can sit in and take a picture, because that's basically all that Google has of the whole museum, is people sitting in the chair taking their own picture and nothing else. Oh my gosh. I couldn't even confirm there? what the outside of the building looked like. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What is with this giant chair obsession? That I can uh, that makes sense to me in front of a leprechaun yeah. museum, but also I, uh, my dad's got a bunch of pictures where they found this giant. It's like a giant him and his ex in this giant Adirondack chair. <laughs> like those wooden yeah. freaking yeah. Those are like, a lot of those ones. This? Yeah. It's somewhere in Nova Scotia. It's got to be cuz they've got those peppered all over their national parks and crap yeah like um <laughs> my last thing for leprechauns is just that leprechauns actually have their own holiday uh okay. coming up not too far away on may 13th but in america oh. and i'd say in north america they're often associated with saint patrick's day along with the color green and shamrocks which we'll get to. yeah exactly i would have put them more associated yeah. with March. That's how we think of them here. Yeah, definitely. Hi, um, Gordo. <laughs> yeah, <he laughs> probably picked that up on the mic. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard don't his have little jingle. I'm sure there's like crazy things about the history of St. Patrick's Day, but this is kind of a fairly brief overview. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the history of St. Patrick's Day. There's some conflicting stuff, which we'll get to, but it's celebrated annually on March 17th, and it's the anniversary of the death of St. Patrick in the 5th century. So long, Holy. long time ago. Damn. Yeah. Not the 15th, the 5th. Uh, yeah, it's hard to and, comprehend. <laughs> yeah. The Irish have observed this day as a religious holiday for over 1,000 years. Hmm. According to History.com, on St. Patrick's Day, which falls during the Christian season of Lent, Irish families would traditionally attend church in the morning and then celebrate in the afternoon. Uh, Oh, mm -hmm. churchy holiday. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's not what we do here. (laughs) No. Uh, Lenten (laughs) prohibits against the consumption of meat were actually waived. 
um, for just St. Patrick's Day. And people would oh, be allowed okay. to dance, drink, and feast on the traditional meal of Irish bacon and cabbage. There's a few other traditional meals oh. on St. Patrick's Day that I ran across. I think I have them listed later. Oh, I can yeah. think of some lovely Irish pub dishes. <laughs> yes. Uh, St. Patrick was the patron saint of Ireland and its national apostle. Uh, born apostle. apostle. Oh, I'm like, I don't go to church, so. <laughs> I, just, uh, I know, that's one of those words that's like, what? <laughs> Who says this out loud? <laughs> I know, it's stupid. I hate silent letters. It makes no sense. Let's get rid of right? them all. <laughs> uh, born in Roman Britain as Maywin Sakat, I think. Ooh. Yeah. He was kidnapped and brought to Ireland as a slave at just the age of 16. Uh, There's a bunch of stuff that he did, but this is like the least I could get it down to. He escaped St. Patrick? Yeah. He's a real person. Um, He escaped six years later, but did eventually return back to Ireland and was credited with bringing Christianity to Ireland. Okay. Uh, Mm-hmm. That's why they like him then. <laughs> yeah. He is known by many names, including Meganus. Yeah. Meganus. Cotharithicus. And oh, most boy. commonly, <laughs> Patricus. Patricius, I'd say. Oh, that's Patricius. I'm going to start There's calling too many Pat eyes. That. Patricius. Patricius. Yeah. It sounds it very like Roman emperor. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. he he was born in Roman Britain, so yeah, all these names. Okay, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. fifth century craziness. <laughs> um, and yeah, there's a lot of other stuff he did during that time. But in the time since St. Patrick's death, believed to be on March 17th, in the year oh. 461. that's not a thing the the mythology of his life became ingrained with irish culture as well as his well-known explanation for the holy trinity the father the son and the holy spirit using the three leaves of the irish clover the shamrock so apparently that's like a big thing okay yeah i think it's like because like in ireland they really liked threes so he and they really liked the clovers are shamrocks. So he's like, this one's the father, this one's the son, and the Holy Spirit. There's three of them. And they're just trying to console themselves because it's not a four leaf clover, which is yeah. you know, the really rare and lucky one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, getting into like celebrations, people first began celebrating or observing St. Patrick's Day in the 9th or 10th century. And the first parade. Yeah. This is this is where I said it's like very confusing. The first parade was not held in Ireland, but was instead held in the U.S. Um, by like a bunch okay. of Irish immigrants that had come over. Because um, they're still been in the ninth century or whatever. Then no, because in Ireland they still observe it primarily as like a religious thing over here it's more like woo party kind of thing. <laughs> totally is. we're like i'm a little irish or i just want to drink today <laughs> yeah 
yeah, so the first parade was not held in Ireland, but was instead held in America. There's different... America. Okay. America. I found three different <laughs> dates and three different places that all claimed it was the first one. Oh so, my god. It's of either... Mar- all of these are March 17th. Um, it's either 1601 <laughs> in the Spanish colony that is now St. Augustine, Florida. Oh, damn, or- Florida. Mm-hmm. Or Boston in 1737, or Savannah, Georgia in 1813. And then I just put a bunch of question marks. Because I kept talking to the first one, I was like, in 1601, and then I read another source, and I was like, we're in Boston in 1737. And then the next one, in Savannah, Georgia in 1813. Right. Like, and all of Doesn't them said Boston the first time. a lot of Irish people? Yeah. Yeah. I could see them wanting to claim it for sure. But I'm sure yeah, they all had Boston, some sort of parade. <laughs> Boston and New York are the biggest uh, places mm. that um, people were immigrating into when they came to the U.S. Yeah. Uh, so going back to what's happened yeah this should all be back to ireland in 1631 the church established a feast day uh that honored saint patrick in ireland and feast day eventually evolved and basically it was kind of like renamed or evolved into saint patrick's day like in ireland too i don't think they call it feast day anymore oh okay Oh, over there. Okay. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I was going to say slightly appropriated by us. No. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> uh, around the 1720s, the church assigned a botanical item, um, which apparently they do to different apostles. Uh, so they, apostles, so they assigned him the lucky shamrock. Um, so that's assigned to oh. St. Patrick. So that's how like shamrock came okay. in because it wasn't a whole thing about shamrocks before that. Um, oh, weird. Yeah, so that became tied to him and then became tied to St. Patrick's Day celebrations as well. Uh, They like to give people a little patron tree or (laughs) flower or whatever. Yeah, a botanical item. Uh, (laughs) Later, soldiers serving in the English military marched in New York City on March 17th, 1772. I said, or 1762. Uh, to honor St. Patrick (laughs) and from there the enthusiasm grew every year over basically the next 35-ish years Um, Mm. in 1798 the year of the Irish rebellion the color green became associated with the day before that it was actually blue Um, blue was like the main color do they know why I wonder um, it changed to green after the Irish chose to wear green during the Irish Rebellion, and soldiers began singing the song The Wearing of the Green while they were marching during the Rebellion, which reinforced the color in Irish history. Weird. Um, There's, like, yeah. red and blue in the origins. Yeah. And like, red, red, with, red with the leprechaun's coats before. Yeah, what did they say in the source? (laughs) I think it said that they normally wear red, but because the people they were going up against or something were wearing red, like they chose to wear green or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to differentiate yourself. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Your shirts were skins. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> when the Great Potato Famine hit Ireland in 1845, close Damn. to one million poor and uneducated Irish Catholics fled to America in order to escape the like rampant starvation. Wow. Um, many faced problems finding jobs, even like menial jobs, and based on, or this was a part due to differences of religion as well as education. Um, sure, yeah, because they're Catholic. Like, people, yeah, and, and people being yeah. biased and yeah. racist or whatever towards the Irish people, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so during this time when they began celebrating their heritage as, like, more immigrants came in, they started grouping together and trying to celebrate, like, their holidays, what was important to them, and their, like, history and everything. Uh, yeah. They started celebrating St. Patrick's Day in the streets, and newspapers portrayed them in cartoons, like their little political cartoons, as drunk and violent monkeys. Oh, um, good lord. Yeah. Yikes. Um, as a result of this, Irish immigrants kind of chose to rose, rise above it. Uh, they banded together, and with their ever-growing numbers in especially Boston and New York, they used their power to organize and become important swing votes for political hopefuls. Like, they really, okay, cool. like, yeah. And suddenly, this violent image of, like, the immigrants in these parades or them trying to celebrate were transformed into great public displays of their heritage and strength and became a must-see event for any of the political candidates. So they then became, got important to the point where, like, if you were a political hopeful, you had to be seen at their celebrations and stuff. Oh, so it, like, okay. swung the other way and turned it into like yeah. a good thing for like pr oh that's cool yeah um around 1848 several separate parades in new york that happened in like different areas decided to unite their parades and form the official new york city st patrick's day parade uh a hundred years later in 1948 president harry truman attended the new york city parade which was a very proud moment for Irish Americans who were still kind of fighting for acceptance in America for the oh, president okay, cool. to be seen at the parade. Yeah. Um, in Chicago, another big place um, for Irish immigrants, they celebrated by dyeing the Chicago River green. Um, oh my God. Yeah. I think I've heard of that. Like, it sounds insane, I thought I though. had too. Uh, <laughs> It said the practice started in 1962 when the city pollution control workers used green vegetable dye to track sewage discharges. Oh. Um, realizing this could be used later that year, they released 100 pounds of dye into the river, which ended up turning the river green for a whole week. Shit. Um, they still do it today, but to minimize environmental damage, they use just 40 pounds of this vegetable dye and the river turns green for just a, it said several hours okay um, yeah yeah because it's better if you're doing it for a <laughs> yeah <laughs> not <laughs> for the hell of it <laughs> yeah no uh today the new york day new york st patrick's day parade is the world's oldest civilian parade or is the oldest civilian parade in the u.s sorry with over a hundred and fifty thousand oh. participants it takes a little over five hours from, like, start to finish, 
and normally there's on average about three million spectators like lying That's a lot yeah <laughs> uh more than 100 saint patrick's day parades are now held across the united states with new york and boston holding the largest um because of covid as you can expect most places canceled them in 2020 and 2021 but most of them resumed starting in 2022 which is mm. nice uh, St. Patrick's Day is also celebrated in Great Britain, Argentina, Australia, New Zealand, Switzerland, throughout Asia, and Russia. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, That's popular... a lot of places. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Popular St. Patrick's Day recipes include Irish soda bread, corned beef, and cabbage, and champ. Uh, when I looked up, I didn't champ. know what champ was. It's a traditional... No. It said... This was according to the internet. I can't remember the site. <laughs> according As to the internet. the internet. Don't add uh, me. <laughs> it said traditional Irish champ is an easy side dish made with potatoes and green onions and can be served with an optional fried egg. Ooh, that sounds good. It does. <laughs> yeah. It's all um, good. I love it. I want to try the soda bread. Yeah. I love I corned love beef. That so uh, yeah and, then, and like, i do like know, cabbage so it's good in soup i like i love cabbage rolls like Ooh, yeah mm. no yeah. but now i just am like salivating over like <laughs> nice deep what are the the pies like the meat pies with, with mm. you know guinness in it and like yeah. oh something with the yorkshire pudding and a nice yes <laughs> Mm. Oh yeah God. now i'm hungry so no. um, <laughs> oh this this is kind of like what's going on up to now in ireland saint patrick's day is traditionally a spiritual and religious occasion up until the 1970s irish laws mandated that pubs are required to be closed um however later in the 1970s they began lifting the lent restrictions for the day um, and then pubs started being open. Nice. Uh, starting in 1995. <laughs> yeah. If you want to be a degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, starting in 1995, the Irish government began a national campaign to use the interest in the day to increase tourism and showcase Irish culture. So that push like really began in 1995. Mm. And as you said at the top of the episode, in the 1980s, Budweiser began the very popular tradition of drinking green beer to celebrate. It was part of their uh, slogan and it? campaign. Yeah, Budweiser in the 1980s. Huh. Um, this Bud's green for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last thing, which we've kind of both talked about it, much like Cinco de Mayo, people, many people now use this holiday as an excuse to binge drink which can help foster yeah. negative stereotypes by incorrectly associating the act of getting wasted with Irish culture. Yeah, um, it's not great. <laughs> no, it's not great, but hopefully, and it said even on some of the sources and learning more about the history and what they do in Ireland, it's a better way yeah. to celebrate and appreciate the holiday than just... Yes. Getting a shamrock shake at McDonald's or going to get a green beer <laughs> at a pub. Yeah. Yeah. We'll connect, we'll connect a little more with our Irish roots. <laughs> yes. 
That's cool. Yeah. I I had fun. I really enjoyed like researching this and happy St. Patrick's Day everybody. Yay. <laughs> now go it's have March, some baby. have some bacon and cabbage and soda bread and corned oh. beef and some champ. Ugh, some it all champ. sounds so good. But not champy. The lake monster. No. <laughs> C-H-A-M-P. Champ. Champ. And I kept being like, is that like bacon? Back bacon? Because the other one talked about cabbage and bacon. This was cabbage and champ. So I was like, what is that? Is that bacon? Oh my god. Bacon again? I love this. You're making me want to start doing what uh, the podcast I've been listening to, The Crime Diner, where they'll then theme their stories with the food and then they make food with it mm. and eat it. And it's like so fun. Oh. I'm like, that's such a great idea. I love food. <laughs> Only if you do it. You're such a better cook than I am. <laughs> they, that's why they brought on a third person into their podcast, because both of them were like, well, Aww. we kind of hate cooking. And it's a lot like to do every week. But... Yeah, it would. When we do our little videos <laughs> yeah. for Patreon, we're trying to make something. Sometimes that can be a bit much. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Okay. Videos are hard, you guys. How? Yeah. I can't talk. I was gonna say shout out. I tried to say shout out and hats off at the same time. Oh, shut sure. <laughs> hats off. Shut hat. No, shout out to all the YouTubers. You guys are yes. videos. You're amazing. Uh, yeah. Shut yeah. hat. <laughs> that's the that's the dark Putin uh, slogan. They they their listeners tell them to go shit in their hat. Which oh. apparently is something people say somewhere here in Canada, but they yeah, I've isn't there really like shit in your hat and wear it or something? Oh, that could be a thing. Yeah, I, I think I've heard that, that before. Yeah, it's not like big, <laughs> but yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back. Yes, for part two. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Are we ready for part two? I am. Gordo's. <laughs> Did you see his leg? Oh, not that time. Uh, it might be. His leg was like, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> might have been just out of the camera. He almost kicked the mic. <laughs> oh, God. The dog was just, I was just telling him not to kick the damn wall so much when he stretches on the floor. Uh... Ain't off with his damn toenails. Oh, pardon me. <sighs> yeah. He hasn't been to getting his nails cut. The little bastard. Mm. <laughs> the big bastard. <laughs> do you guys cut them or do you use that like filing thing? You can make them round. Oh. Uh, cut? They're not just little clippers. I didn't know there was mm. more of a file. Should try that. Yeah, there's like a almost looks like the one they use them at nail salons. It's like a little rotating like emery board and it was on like a little almost oh. drill looking thing and okay. you like ho hold yeah. the nail up and then you can like round it and it, it goes pretty fast and it's got like safety things so you can't go like if your dog's nail is like i think a certain like size it'll only go a certain amount in and you just round the nails nice yeah yeah that would be helpful because <laughs> he's very pausey and then I end up with like long <laughs> bruise scratches and stuff. 
And his nail, like, when he gets that, his yeah. weight is just behind it. And then that's yeah, big, too. Like, yeah. Damn big dogs. <laughs> He's so <Yeah>. sensitive. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so I have a, for you today, I've prepared a dish of, <laughs> it's, it's a medley of uh, myths and legends. I'm excited. Actually, if it's just the weird mashup of a few guys, I blame, where did I get the original, like, listicle? You know how you go, like, mm, Irish yeah. folklore or whatever, and then <laughs> you find Result like, one, one click. <laughs> Yeah, I think that, like, yeah, listicle, like those list articles, and you're like, okay, so yeah. this was, um, the first thing I landed on was the 10 most famous myths and legends from Irish folklore, so I don't know Ooh. if that's true. <laughs> I mean, there's certainly a lot. It's almost yeah. daunting. Yeah. I remember I looked some stuff up, or even just doing, like, when I was still a travel agent, doing some of the online courses you could do for different countries mm. and destinations and whatever it was like oh my god like they even talk about some of the folklore there and then i start looking it up and i'm like oh my god there's so many stories the giant's causeway they think the giants made it it's all crazy yeah <laughs> yeah once you not like north america once you get into the <laughs> countries and everything yeah. that are just have such a long history that's true i mean we do have it's 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 formidable here. It's it's not as long, obviously, as Europe, but yeah. people tend to forget that. I'll hear Americans be like, it happened here before 1776? It's like, well, yeah, there's been people here for quite a yeah. while before that. They're called Native Americans. Like, fuck you. <laughs> well, and like, you know, the colonies that started. It's like you said, they were having St. Patrick's Day parades in the 1600s in yeah. Florida or whatever. Yeah, which so. shocked me. I did not think they were going to be like Florida and Georgia. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ghosts that got all settled yeah. first. And anyway, um, shit. Uh, what was I? <laughs> I forget. I'm just like, yeah. Um, oh, just how long ago, I guess, people <laughs> were here. Oh, okay. So America, has, yeah, North America has been settled. You know, longer than we both were countries, of course. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Mexico, too. The three countries, I should say. Um, we could even do a true crime one by state. Because we have, like, our top state still is actually the state of Virginia. So we see Virginia. Ooh. Maybe we should do a little... West Point or whatever. or No, Point Pleasant, Virginia. Oh, is that the Mothy Man? The Moth Man. <laughs> oh, damn, yeah. Virginia is spooky. I love it. Yeah, there's quite a few like true crime cases, I think, from Virginia. I just love Virginia, too, because that's Bernie Sanders. That's his, like, where he was oh. senator. It's like, yeah, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> and they have those um, mitten hands. <laughs> yes. So cute. I am again asking you. You're um, doing that. <laughs> The meme and I appreciate it and I wish the listeners could see it um but in Virginia they have things are they called witch windows have you ever heard of this 
So yeah, in, like in Virginia, yeah, they put them sideways and it's something to do with witches and like Virginia's the only state or something yeah. that still does it. Oh, cool. Yeah, we got to look into that. It's like, cool. Yeah, yeah anyway. I talked about them on the... <clears throat> on Hanks, maybe? <clears throat> anyway, that was our tangential <laughs> other places we might cover. <laughs> yeah. Stay now tuned. Now back to Ireland. <laughs> Okay, so this one I hadn't heard of, so I just have a quick little bit. I didn't really look up more than what was on the the little first list. So, mm-hmm. but she is Macha, goddess of the horses. <laughs> Ooh, sounds lovely. Yeah. Um, and why is everything out of Ulster too? Because yeah. <laughs> this next part, an old Irish legend out of Ulster says that Macha was a mysterious, maybe even magical woman who was pregnant, uh, yet they forced her to race against the king's horses to pay for her husband's crimes. Aww. Leave her out yeah. of that. Right? That's like, just awful. Think just that go a lot squish more her. People in the story than her. <laughs> yeah, go squish her husband under a piece of wood and some rocks like they'd used yeah, to do when they the accuse you yeah like don't make her while she's pregnant like atone for his sins Ugh. oh people in history of dicks history is a bag of dicks <laughs> <laughs> uh but this badass lady cursed the men of the town in revenge Love and it. <laughs> get this for nine decades they all suffered from labor pains amended they got pms love it no like they were like birthing a baby almost ah yes they just like (laughs) constant like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i got a big shit it's gonna go (laughs) well pat kind of laughed at me because i said something like well yeah i get that birth of it's a big deal and stuff, but I don't know why some people almost make so big of a deal of it that it's not like, it's just the same muscles you use to like push out a <laughs> poo or whatever. Apparently it's yeah. one of the first things I just like, he's like, that's what you said after you uh, <laughs> had our kid. I was like, well, <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it hurt. Not saying it didn't. <laughs> don't get me wrong. <laughs> but... And I didn't, we were too late. I couldn't have the uh, ba- the epidural thing. Oh, jeez. Yeah, but that's okay. I got birth and hips, my mom always said. <laughs> so you're just like, I feel the ancestors of like before epidurals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, me- remember though, they had, sometimes they had like the twilight birth. They just wake up, there's a baby. They're like, how? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At my work, um, on the same day, two women became grandmothers, and both of them were, like, freaking out, and they're like, oh, my son and sister-in-law are, like, in the hospital, blah, 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 and, like, they're so worried, <laughs> we're so worried about them, and I was like, okay, there's oh. literally, like, million babies born, like, <laughs> every freaking day, like, we haven't been doing oh. this. So there was thousands of years. No, and they were still like so freaking out. Still, yeah, no complications, (laughs) nothing they were watching out for. 
And I was like, they're like in a hospital. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like, it's not the 1700s. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It's like the child mortality rate. Like, (laughs) like, it's not what it used to be. Thank God. I mean, but I mean, obviously. Yeah. That's weird. But it was just like, okay, you're a bit too much. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I have on matcha, if I'm saying it right, <laughs> is she's often associated with uh, the Navon Fort in County Arm Armagh. I don't know. And according to Wikipedia, at least, is considered a goddess of ancient Ireland. So there's definitely a lot more Next. I could have delved into there. Yes, I it's just a little bit. And they also had just a little bit on some butterfly lore which is kind of (laughs) cool um they are said to move between the worlds between worlds and bring messages and warnings to us um and then they said they are thought to be souls that are kind of between in between lives if you will (laughs) yeah i think we've talked about that before I think it's pretty beautiful. Yeah. I like that. Um, and also that butterflies with dark wings, I put bring dark words, as George Martin would say. <laughs> you know? ah. Like, so it's, you see the dark ones, then maybe it is bad tidings. But other than that, yeah, mm-hmm. bring messages. and Just, just that. <laughs> They're kind of cool. Nice. I love butterflies and moths. <laughs> All right, the next one. I do too. Russa has a, my sister has a death's head moth. That one from, you know, it's like Silence of the Lambs, that moth. Oh, yeah. She has that one tattooed. Yeah. Cool. Pretty badass. <laughs> um, the next one is one of the reasons why I had to show you some pictures because there's a interesting depiction of what this creature could look like. It's the puka. <laughs> The puka. Um, there's a couple. There's actually many different spellings, it's so but cute. I didn't bother putting them in. <laughs> yeah, there's like a. I don't know what a very furry, pointy-eared dog, monkey-looking th- yeah. drawing version of it. I don't even. I'd know say it's like a monkey say. slash cat slash bat. <laughs> Monkey cat yeah. bat. It's got some feline features. Yeah. And then it's like prehensile tail. It's on a branch. Yeah. <laughs> we will put <clears throat> pictures on the the usual places. But it's a shapeshifter primarily. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why people particularly, you see that picture, but it comes up. Yeah. So it can... Sorry, like take on a dog form. It often takes on an animal form, but like it could take on a dog with red eyes, a goblin, or mm-hmm. often takes a human with animal features form. <laughs> so, okay. Like, yeah, a tail, fur, large ears. It's just like part furry. <laughs> yeah. Centaur. Oh, centaurs are interesting. Because they show up in a lot of folklore. From mm-hmm. yeah, it comes up in like ancient alien theory stuff. 
Um, their name, the puka name, comes from the Irish word for ghost or goblin. I read both, so I put both. <laughs> I don't know. Um, they are known to be able to, quote, turn a drunk walk home into a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. If you saw it like coming towards you in a dark alley when you're drunk and stumbling, <laughs> it would be a wild ride. Yeah, yeah. Or it could he could be your crazy Uber driver. <laughs> five stars. Please rate me five stars. <laughs> but actually, it's something that keeps coming up in our folklore and cryptids a lot lately which is kind of the creepy take you for a ride and maybe drown you or throw you somewhere kind of cryptid Ooh. <laughs> it's it's no buff horse with abs but it can take the shape of a horse and it does mm. a lot just like all those huh. other, you know interesting <laughs> yes i love it like i don't know we need to do a deep dive. I got my red strings out. I'm connecting the dots and all yeah. the horse scripts. <laughs> you apparently just got to do water horses that drown you. Yes. <laughs> a whole themed episode just about that. It's if you want the deep dive series on Patreon. <laughs> could get wild. <laughs> how many Buff horses how, everywhere. Yeah, washboard abs. <laughs> don't even there's cryptid romance novels <laughs> I know <laughs> alright um, I love these several kind of anecdotal version stories of the from an Atlas Obscura article on the puka and mm-hmm. that was by Caleb Horton so I paraphrase but I, you know he kind of gave the ideas or whatever so different ways the puka can appear so number one picture it you're living in dublin it's late autumn and there's a crispness to the fall air you're taking an evening stroll turn around at your gate to walk out and a stranger in a suit is behind you he starts listing off family secrets your family secrets what the affairs all the lies everything (laughs) he tells you your partner is going to leave you you will lose all of your money and you will be left utterly destitute, alone and destitute. Possibly even penniless. 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 Oh my. My word. Cousin. <laughs> penniless. Laughing, he turns around and disappears. So he's the, like, Cheshire cat. <laughs> all that's left is a smile. <laughs> yeah, he just came to fuck with you and leave. <laughs> uh, second scenario. Perhaps you are a plowman. Okay. Plowman. I can't say I'm, it with a kid. That's what they said. I'm picturing Maybe you're a plowman. Kicking it and kill Kenny. <laughs> you go for a pint. A Guinness, maybe. Or a harp. Can't forget about harp. You can get that here. I've tried it. It's good. I like a harp. It's lighter than a Guinness. (laughs) Uh, I'm not much Um, of a beer drinker, so. Eh. I mean, nah. I can have a few, but then, like, 
it's like Caesars or Bloody Marys yeah. for those of you outside of Canada. Like it's just they can be heavy and a lot. Um, so you're at the pub. At last call, you stagger outside when silently a black horse sleekly just sneaks up on you. Its eyes seem to glow with a red flamey fire. <laughs> I didn't write flamey fire. That was improvisation <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> Love it. But it seems nice enough. So you accept its offer of a ride home. Because it can what? talk. Yeah, this yeah. is going to say. Uber driver? <laughs> yeah. Five stars. <laughs> if I understand correctly, they, they're just like, come on. <laughs> Get on. You know you wanna. Um, you climb onto its back and hang onto its mane as it gallops off into the night. Faster and faster you race, leaping over fences, hills, and giant chasms. You blank out until you wake up later, face down in a field, right outside <laughs> the pub where you came from. Oh. <laughs> this was all just a drunken dream. <laughs> The thing someone was reading the other day was like a review that said, I went for a a date here and then I don't remember anything else. And I think it was aliens. And they were like, I think you got roofied. (laughs) Yeah. It's not funny, but like, it's like, oh no. Not funny, but it's funny. (laughs) Uh, Or maybe you are a young child, just old enough to be helping your mother out picking berries on the family farm and temporary. I love that name. (laughs) A dark, very shiny rabbit appears next to you. He starts chatting it up with you. You're new here, but long ago I lived in this house. He goes on to tell you he knows you have been very naughtily eating those berries before they can even get to the bucket. He tells you that by tomorrow all the unpicked berries will be fairy blasted or ruined. (laughs) Ruined. He warns you not to play by the creek where danger awaits. And before you can reply, he vanishes. So those are the examples of the So weird. I don't know. Are they bad or are they good? I don't know. Yeah, trickster, trickster. Definitely both sides of the coin at times, as we all are. But yeah, he likes to play with people, I think. Um... Mine had a dude that was talking to everybody. There was uh, Johnny Dillon. Yeah, that was his name. That's what I have. Um, Johnny Dillon, a folklorist at University College, Dublin, says sometimes a puka can be more grotesque. Uh, Quote, part bullock, part pig, and part mule. And a bullock, I guess, is like a bull. So from Encyclopedia Britannica because I get confused about this with the bulls and yeah right excuse me um a bullock is a steer also called a bullock a young neutered male cattle primarily raised for beef in the terminology used to describe the sex and age of cattle the male is first a bull calf and if left intact (laughs) becomes a bull (laughs) if castrated he becomes a steer and about that two or three oh, years okay. grows to an ox. Yeah. Oh, okay. weird. I always wondered because, like, 
to when mom worked at King's Landing and stuff, they'd have oxen, and it's like, well, what's an oxen, mm. and why are they different with the yeah. big horns? Like a big bull. I don't know. <laughs> As demonstrated in the one story, the puka likes to, quote, abduct wayfarers at night, taking them on a frightening cross-country ride and leaving them back at their point of departure at dawn. So, so is that so terrible? <laughs> at least they return you home or back where they I mean, pick you up. <laughs> yeah, could be worse, I would reckon. Yeah, definitely <laughs> could be worse. <laughs> Sorry. You come back basically unmolested, it sounds like. <laughs> Other <Yeah>. than, like, scared. <laughs> okay. Often associated with Halloween, uh, primarily, I think, because they will uh, destroy the crops, it's said, that aren't picked by Halloween or at the mm. latest by November 1st. Yeah. Pick they come crop, like the people. frost. <laughs> yes. The frost. <laughs> the frost. The beef The beef roost. <laughs> We'll never stop. The Biff Roost. Go back a few episodes if you don't understand. Um, (laughs) One farmer said that the folklore collector uh, Jim Delaney spoke to. See, now it's Jim Delaney. Wasn't it Johnny Delaney? Do I have two guys in my story? They're (laughs) twins. One guy. Oh, the other guy was Johnny Dillon. That was a different folklorist. Okay, okay. That's right. It's a requirement <laughs> of folklorists. <laughs> this guy talks to a few a few old farmers. <laughs> um, one farmer that the folklore collector Jim Delaney, uh, the folklore collector Jim Delaney spoke to. I've worded that sentence terribly. I'm sorry. But the farmer that they spoke to was named Pat Johnson. And he said, if you didn't pick all your blackthorn berries... Uh, which are also called slows. Before Halloween, the puka would shit on all the slows so they couldn't be used or eaten, ever. (laughs) I thought that was so funny. And also, I didn't know that's what slows were, because I've heard of slow gin, but if you just hear it, you think it's slow gin. Like, maybe it's made slowly, but no, it's S-L-O-E. So that's what these berries are called, apparently. Okay, cool. The more you know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So yeah, they can be quite, occasionally quite good or helpful. Uh, I believe usually only on November 1st, which as Mm. we'll come to learn is their day. (laughs) It's Puka, Puka Day. Puka Day! Uh, And that's, they they can then bless you with good luck or protection um but other than that day it's hard to say if they'll ever do that so best to just try and avoid them (laughs) Mm, good Um, advice right (laughs) if at all possible (laughs) don't poke the puka (laughs) you can also try to ward them off rather with charms spurs and cold iron if you got that laying around um or some people use the simple test that you can have kind of at your home so it said that lots of people will have benches on the right side of their front door and something more like an uncomfortable bench or some other hard thing on the left side because a happy puka it's known will only sit on the right 
so if it sits okay. in the right <laughs> you know you got yourself a pretty decent puka in your midst in your county there so you put it. something uncomfortable on the right for the happy one to sit on Mm, they'll sit on the right if they're happy, so they usually try to make the right look more inviting and comfortable. Oh, okay. I mixed it up. Hmm. Apparently. <laughs> I could okay. be getting it wrong. <laughs> I'm not I'm not too sure. I'm looking at the other pictures of them where they look <laughs> a couple of them almost look like, like little tree owls. Like Okay. They I think there was maybe a few it's weird like images. It's like, kind of drawn like Puka. tree. Yeah. Sorry. It's well the fur in some of them is almost drawn like kind of like Groot, like just spirally tree branchy kind of look. Like <laughs> they're kind of, they're not terrible. Like they're kind of cute. The one kind of looks like a grumpy yeah. little toad. Just like <laughs> Yeah. I know. <laughs> You're like, okay, so like we should be scared of them, but also then you make them cute. <laughs> yeah, they're not terrible. They're not like <laughs> ugly and like grotesque that's true i probably that was probably a me word <laughs> um so okay this is from yourirish.com many sp- small mountainous lakes and springs in ireland are called puka pools or <laughs> pola fuka puka which means puka puka puka. Hole. Pola, pola puka it's kind of spelled like Pola Fuka, but again, there was like s- mm. spellings of Puka that would look like that. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot, a lot of spellings. <laughs> Too many to go through. Um, some of these are found at the sources of major Irish rivers, such as the Liffey that runs through Dublin City or the River Ban or Bon, which is the longest river in the north of Ireland that runs through the town Colrain. And I did not look up any of those either, so I am sorry <laughs> if I said that wrong. Um, <clears throat> another farmer that the folklorist spoke to about the puka was an 80-year-old named Willie Rourke <laughs> of County Willie. Roscommon. Willie! Willie! Willie Rourke. And no, no word on any relation to Mickey Rourke. Yes. Yeah. So... He told Jim Delaney how the puka often appears to appears to lone travelers on rural roads and paths after dark, especially in fall and winter. Um, he sometimes appears as, quote, an old man coming up the road with a big stick up under his arm and a big whisker <laughs> on him. Sorry, he sounds kind of like rambly like Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> after November night, no one would be caught out. Any child would be caught out after that, and the puka would bring him off, stick his two horns into him, and carry him off. Oh, that doesn't sound good. Carry him off? I can't. How do I? What is it? Fiddle dee dee, we're Irish. I can't do it. <laughs> I was thinking, fiddle dee dee, potatoes. Is that what? It, yes, that's what it is. I was saying that the other day. <laughs> Also, the Simpsons. Um, they have had portrayed leprechauns, and it's also very problematic. Don't they have one? They have that. Yeah, they have like this crazy little leprechaun that shows up sometimes. That's like really demented, and is like, "Hi, yeah, 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 that guy." (laughs) Out of the 
the very small handful of Simpsons episodes <laughs> I've ever seen. I can picture this leprechaun perfectly. Yes. <laughs> He's definitely like a recurring character. Then then there's okay. an episode where there is a uh, St. Patrick's Day parade and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> All right. So back to 82-year-old Patrick Johnson. Yeah, Patrick's today. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> I went downstairs at the break and said, Hello, Patrickus. <laughs> he was like, Hi. I'm like, Oh, okay. They didn't, they didn't accomplish what they wanted to in their game. That's why. Anyway. Oh. Six hours of game, and then it's like, People still fucking up. Anyway. No. <laughs> My words. Jeez. <laughs> anyway. So. Okay, this is what he said in 1964. Quote, the puka would come behind you and he'd run his head right in under your two legs. And he'd hoist you back on him and away you'd start. And he'd tear you through the bushes and you'd get all torn. And he'd fling you off when he'd think you had had enough of it. (laughs) Oh, that sounds awful. Two horns up the butt. That sounds like, you know, you, what is the, there's some expressions like you're, drug through you look like you've been drugged through a hedge backwards or rode yeah. hard and put away wet <laughs> yeah um, yeah that would that would be rough <laughs> yeah um he mentions hearing of a few occasions where people were able to escape the puka however and they did so using a magic word which i'm going to attempt to say out loud for the first time here now <gasps> spadina giro there's a lot of E's. Oh. And most of them are together. Spud. Spud like a potato. Spud in a giro. <laughs> Sounds like it should be in Mary Poppins. Um, yeah. No offense. <laughs> uh, so they said that and then they prodded the horse on its side and he allowed them to dismount safely and make his mm. way. Flee home. <laughs> yeah. love it and one story says that a crazy person sought out a puka to ride them he sought it out to get on it okay crazy person so of course his name was brian no i'm just kidding that's what my ex's name so (laughs) and he had red hair it's fine (laughs) um his name was brian borrow borrow b-o-r-u how would you say that? Boru? Boru. That sounds better. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. And he was High King of Ireland about a thousand years ago. So oh, someone high probably king. knows how to say his name. <laughs> high King of Fillory. Oh, oh. oh my god, the magicians. Yes. He is said to have done this by braiding strands of hair into a bridle. Or sort of braiding strands of hair. That was my interpretation. Like into a bridle to put onto the puka and then rode it. Cheers. <laughs> crazy. Must have been some I was gonna say crazy horse girl, but it's crazy horse guy. <laughs> yeah, Brian. <laughs> Brian, what are you doing, Brian? In some countries or counties in Ireland, rather, I'm told the farmers still leave out a bit of their crops. Uh once they're harvested, I imagine, as an offering for the puka that, uh, you know, supposed to help ensure they'll leave you alone come November 1st. 
Uh, okay. Which is Puka Day, don't you know? <laughs> There's a lot uh, of that, like leaving stuff as offerings yes. for different cryptids. And hopefully not just, I'm always just worried about getting mice instead. <laughs> but that's all. Yeah. Eh. If you don't do it like right by your house, do it like <laughs> Did you know a few that meters Fen, away. The dog, like Fen has this bad habit of hoarding any treats you might give him. Aww. Which is, if it's a bone or something, sure. But then like sometimes he'll like, look at me and I'm like, I don't have anything. And one time I gave him like, okay, you know what the Yorkshire puddings are? The little. <laughs> yeah. Which I probably shouldn't have, but then we find it like hidden downstairs in the corner in the basement. Like you can't just oh hide God. your food in the corner; just eat it. <laughs> We're not starving you, my God! Like right, chonky, <laughs> weirdo. Oh, he's a hoarder. <laughs> uh, so as sort of mentioned on November thirst, November thirst. third or first (laughs) November thirsty no (laughs) Uh, November 1st they were wont to do nicer things for you the puka such as to dole out advice or perform acts of charity or give prophecies even Hmm. and one of the nicer stories that I read uh, what happened on a cold night when a farmer's son was out in the field or somewhere, you know, probably working away. He was feeling the chill and then he felt the presence of a puka. Uh, but he did the nice thing and offered the chili puka a coat to wear. Aww. So, <laughs> yes, the puka was very thankful and began to do actually the family's milling of the corn for them into flour every night. So they were blessed with that, and they were also blessed with financial prosperity and fertile soil. And when the puka eventually left, it gave them a gold cup filled with a magic drink that made them euphoric. Damn. Drugs! Have some LSD! (laughs) Magic beer? (laughs) That Harry Potter potion that makes... Smells like everything you love and (laughs) makes you lucky. Felix Felicis or something. Yeah. Um, it was goldish. And finally, a shallow dip into the folklore creature that we've all maybe heard of a little bit, even in an expression tangentially. Yeah. The Banshee. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. we... May have talked about them a little bit when I did. Did we? Um, the Wendigo. People talk about them kind oh. of with Wendigos a little bit. Damn, I don't remember that now. Holy shit, I gotta go listen again. <laughs> I think they... it, it's just like their calls or whatever that they make. That's what they're just similar known for. Yeah. yeah. It's like the, the 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 scream of the banshee, you know. You hear like yeah, shriek like a banshee or things like that. That's kind of colloquially like uh, yeah, just expressions now. Yeah, it's 
it's interesting because like even the the original word is spelled so differently because it is Irish or Irish Gaelic or you know it's like mm. if you didn't know it was pronounced Banshee, I would probably pronounce it Bean Sidhi. So it's <laughs> it's just one of those oh, very unique, wow. <laughs> like that cryptid that you had to look up and like if you had to yeah. describe. If you had to try and phonetically pronounce it, it would probably sound like each usage, but it's like... Yes. Or whatever. Yeah. That's a tough one. (laughs) Oh, some of those cryptids, man. (laughs) Right? And then trying to Google how do you pronounce this cryptid name, you get like two results (laughs) and you're like, cool, nobody ever says this word. Nobody cares about these things. We need to advocate for cryptid pronunciation. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so the Banshee are also known as the fairy uh, women of death, or she might be called the fairy woman of death. They are known to wail and warn families of an impending death in their midst. So, yeah, like you hear them, someone in your family is going to die. The scream also has a probably Irish spelling. I don't know, so it's usually called keening i don't know how to say the other c-a-o-i-n-e maybe that's keen (laughs) but you'll you'll see that a lot too they're keening they're wailing stuff Mm. like that i've heard of that and each family came to have its own banshee over time isn't that fun each family (laughs) oh wow okay yeah so it seems like each county got its own puka. Now we're down to each family. This is like a family yeah. ghost almost. It's so cool. In a, in a weird way. <laughs> Pass down this banshee. She's been in our family for 500 years. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. Okay. Um. Oh, the different forms. Slightly different forms, I'll say. It's all a woman you know, variations (laughs) Um, can be beautiful woman wearing a shroud, a pale woman in a white dress with long red hair, um, Mm. a woman in a long silver dress with um, a headless woman carrying a bowl of blood naked from the waist up. Okay. That one's slightly different. (laughs) It's a little different. (laughs) Almost wrote a bowl of bread when I was typing my notes, and that would also been different. <laughs> you get a bowl of bread. <laughs> no. Um, an old woman with frightening red eyes, a green dress, and long white hair, or an old woman with a veil covering her face, dressed all in black with long gray hair. Yeah, so. one of those things is still not like the other. <laughs> <clears throat> One time she got a little bit of blood. (laughs) Headless with a big old bowl of blood. That's true. That's true. That one I could pick out of the lineup. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So stories the Banshee go back as far as the 8th century and stem Mm -hmm. from the traditions of having a actual family howling woman or keeners. So not because they were eager beavers. but because they did the keening and the wailing to lament a loved one who passed in the family so these are real people in the family this comes up in the outlander i was familiar with it i was like oh yeah like 
because there was this one girl and her grandmother was trying to teach her how to wail at someone's funeral and she was like oh no voice like a bat or something <laughs> and the girls just tried her hardest like she's such a bitch about it anyway um but yeah they had them in the family and these keening women were thought to be oh yeah so this is fun not were thought to be sinners and doomed to become banshees themselves oh oh my god this is our designated failure she's she's good at screaming and you're gonna become a banshee no yeah it doesn't seem like a nice thing to condemn someone to in your family for for upholding a family tradition for you (laughs) yeah that you required every family to have (laughs) it's like this is the thanks i get great but then again yeah there were some of those weird no well, weird to me i guess uh, it's not in my it's not I, I i don't know my scottish culture but like the thing um yeah in the scottish too where they think the last person to die guards the cemetery there's just some that just yeah. by default just kind of like fall on you but this one seems very more because <laughs> i know there are on purpose cultures i can't remember which ones were like it is typical for the widow to be like super like oh my god like throwing themselves on the coffin wailing counting their fists and if they aren't doing that then they aren't properly mourning right 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 and that's how they show their respect yeah it's very different across all cultures yeah interesting we could we could definitely do a dive there um but this yeah this is kind of interesting so one of the reasons why they gave is why they thought that these women were sinners and doomed to become banshees, these keening women, was because they dared to accept alcohol as a form of payment for their services. <laughs> wow. I don't know. It's confusing because I don't know why they need to be paid, but it's like, great. <laughs> damned if you do, damned if you don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, according to legends, if a banshee is spotted, she will vanish into a cloud of mist, and this action creates a noise similar to that of a bird flapping its wings. Hmm. Sounds like a vampire. Poof, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gone. Which, there apparently were some kind of Irish vampire, but I was like, I don't have time to get into it. Ah, So cool. So, are they good or bad? Well you know not exactly a trickster but it might just depend here on depend here on who your family is itself i kind of got the idea that if you liked your family that you would appear more as a a a beautiful sort of banshee and if you didn't well Mm. then you wouldn't (laughs) so some yeah (laughs) Some will manifest as a beautiful woman that sings like a hauntingly beautiful song filled with all the love and concern for the family. Um, So obviously that's the one probably that likes her family. (laughs) And the other one's the headless in the bowl of blood. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm getting that vibe. Uh, This song, quote, this song can be heard a few days before the death of the family member. And in most cases, the song can only be heard by the person for whom it is intended. So that one's mm. like a gentle warning, it sounds like, for you. 
just for you. Like the cats that live at funeral, not funeral homes, like hospitals or like hospices (gasps) that go to your door and you're like, damn, the cat came in and was like on my bed. Just like like the one in Doctor Sleep, too. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, oh, that's the one to die. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy that shit happens. So then you get your bad banshee who appears very angry and like she's walking out of the ring. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Horrifying. Yeah. She probably didn't like her family so much. She's gonna have these shrieking cries that chill your blood because she's just delighting in the death that's happening in the family just loving it (laughs) yeah and even other irish myths some say that the banshee is rather the ghost of a young girl that died in a violent manner um and that she remains to warn families of imminent violent death that's different (laughs) yeah i think that might be the one i've most heard okay yeah yeah it's interesting there's different versions um other than that she's but yeah most likely or more often probably depicted as the the kind of old woman trope rotting teeth long scraggly hair nails yeah some say her eyes are so full of evil rage that they can kill you on the spot if you should look into them. Ooh, alright. Right? Like that X-Men that has that power. Yeah, oh. Cyclops. <laughs> or, yeah, is that his name? Okay. I think so. Like like the Greek actual. Okay, makes sense. Um, Gotta love that her mouth might just appear to be perpetually open in a tormented scream. Mm. <laughs> And even some darker tales tell of a banshee so hellbent on death that she picks a victim and shrieks and screams at them until they go insane or just kill themselves. Oh. Yeah. So then then you're back to that crazy horse gonna drown you vibe. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, no, that's not good. <laughs> Uh, a couple more points. How do they get their precognitive sort of knowledge? Mothman. Some say that each... What? <laughs> I said Mothman! Mothman? <laughs> no, but it's still kind of... You might like it. Uh, it's so, just said that some... Said that some say. <laughs> it's believed that... <laughs> It's believed that each family has its own observer. <laughs> Ooh. September, know, are you out there? Right. That's what they call them. That's your man in black. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they follow around the family and then report back to the Banshee. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And just yeah. something people and places it's just so superstitious that it was almost considered blasphemous not to believe in the banshee okay wow yeah that is the that is the story of the banshee and a couple other irish mythy guys (laughs) very cool i had fun there was so many you could get into there was a lot that's why i kind of was like 
St. Patrick's Day, I'll do leprechauns and St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> right. Just, just to narrow it down because there was so many. Mm-hmm. And then I was trying to look up snippets and I was like, I knew you were going to do some. And I was like, oh, no. It's maybe. nice. It's you're, you're spoiled for choice. It's not like you're going, okay, yeah. we don't want to overlap and cover too much. You're kind of like, oh, I'll cover this, 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 and this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean... It's fun to just do uh, a few sentences or two on some things. Because some things don't, you know, couldn't be a full half episode or a segment. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Sometimes there isn't a lot, but you still want to talk about something. Oh, exactly. Yeah. That can be fun. Mm-hmm. Hopefully everybody enjoyed this episode. And what are we doing next week? Whoop, whoop. Well, okay, we've been on a Celtic kick, but this one is a true crime that is not necessarily anything to do with that. It is going to be good, though, because it's medical crimes. Yeah. That is a good theme. There are so mm-hmm. many Angel of Death doctors. <laughs> yeah. Doctors, nurses, anything medical related. Yeah. Oh, damn. Thou yeah. shalt not. <laughs> What's the or the Hippocratic oath or whatever that they take? Mm-hmm. Just do no yeah. harm. Yeah, do no harm. <sighs> Man, right. they doing all the harm. It's like they doing all the harm. <clears throat> <laughs> yep, you get they got their little snake in there. Mm-hmm. It's a snake across a sword thing. I don't know. I was just reading a Eric von Doniken book. He's one of the He's got like 40 books out about ancient aliens oh. theory. So he's one of the ones that's oh. always on the history show. Yeah. Is really he crazy good. hair it's... dude? Or not? No, he's <laughs> Austrian. Okay. Older dude. German accent. It's always yeah. on there. Anyway, usually he's usually wearing like a nice blazer. Modest, modest haircut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, he just talks about all the megalithic places around the world and, you know, mm, shit like yeah. that. Oh, it's so interesting. But yeah, he was talking about ancient Greece and where that little symbol comes from that the doctors oh. use. And, yeah, That's just, cool. I don't know anything about that, but I, I always thought it was such a weird symbol. It is. I'm not saying I know that much more about it, but he mentioned it and it had to do with some other dude, not hypocrite guy i don't know i was like damn there's so much to greek myths and yeah we could do mythology and lore all day y'all yeah <laughs> but then we wouldn't have time for the castles and the cryptids and the crime <laughs> yeah we'll just be c c c c c c <laughs> plus a little l and l lore and legends y'all yeah <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. (laughs) Yes. Bye.
This has been Castles and Cryptids. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and our YouTube channel. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit. On our website, you can listen to all of our episodes as well as view pictures for each of our segments. Check out our Patreon page to view all of our tiers and become a Patreon supporter today to unlock monthly bonus episodes and behind-the-scenes content. We are working on an Ask Us Anything. You can submit questions by social media or by email at castlesencryptids at gmail.com. Do you have a spooky ghost story, a creepy cryptid sighting, or a thrilling true crime tale you would like to share and have us include in a future episode? Send us your listener story by social media or by email. Please include the name that you would like mentioned. Our music is by Kobe Affair. Our logo and artwork is by Antonio Garcia. Thanks for listening!